Welcome to the Relentless Growth Podcast with Chris Goodman, where business owners and personal growth junkies just like you get their fix of tough questions and powerful coaching conversations so you can become your best, find your purpose, discover new levels of freedom, and lead others in their pursuit of relentless growth. Let's get started. What's up, everybody? Today, it is just you and me. Is it you and me? You and I. It's just us together here on this podcast. Anyway, today, I don't have a guest. I do have something to talk with you about. Today, we're going to work through what it looks like when business owners don't want to get out of their own way and get some help on their team or even start a team or start a business in terms of actually getting the help they need in the business. So if you're listening to this, I know at some point you have dealt with this. You're interested in personal growth. You're interested in business. You're interested in being your best. And it's extremely difficult to do that or accomplish those things on your own without some help. So before we get into that and, you know, talking about trust, accountability, expectations, bringing those people on and how you set all that up, I just want to catch you up really quickly on some great news. You've heard me say this on other podcasts many times, how important it is to celebrate our accomplishments along the way. Because as busy business owners, we forget to stop and smell the roses sometimes. So this is why on my coaching calls, for instance, one of the first things we do is pause and purposefully celebrate what's going right in our world, what's going well in our business. So today, I am thrilled to tell you guys, many of you already know this because you follow me on social media. And for those of you who don't, Lindsay and I are having a baby, a real live human baby, <laughs> not a business baby or a dog. <laughs> so we're we're so excited to tell everybody the good news. We've been celebrating quietly for about 12 weeks. And now we're just, we're pumped to be able to share that publicly. So for everybody who's wished us well online or, you know, blown up my phone over the past few days, so grateful for your encouragement, your congratulations, and your love and support. And for everybody else, you know, wish us some patience as we go through our first time of being parents <laughs> and, and wish us many great nights of sleep with this baby. Hopefully they sleep well. So we'll keep you posted. I'm sure Lindsay and I will do another podcast about like what we're working through and, you know, just becoming parents and some of the mind drama behind the scenes, building two businesses, three businesses while we become parents. All right. So we could spend a whole episode on that. Really, that's not what today is about, though. I really wanted to peel back the curtain on something I'm working through because I don't always do that. You know, I talk with guests about what they're struggling with. And I talk sort of in general about things business owners struggle with. I don't always tell you what I'm working through. And the reason that's important is I'm just like everybody else. You know, I have no magic wand just because I'm a coach or I have lots of experience in business. I have no magic wand to outmaneuver a lot of the hard things in business. So today I want to tell you about one of the struggles, which is creating a team getting a sense of leverage, you know, where you don't have to do everything in your business. And some people don't want to do that. So don't get me wrong. I'm not saying this is a one size fits all thing. Some people want to be a solopreneur and they're very happy there. I'm talking to those of you who want to get out of their own way, increase your impact or your reach for your product or your service, 
to where you don't have to be the person providing that product or service. And those of you who know that you're a natural born leader and you're just maybe intimidated to take that next step. So here's what I mean. Let me be specific. I recently brought on two new coaches to work with clients that I'm not able to service because I don't have the time or because they're not able to afford my one-on-one rate just yet. So this is a perfect solution for anybody who is looking to get started in coaching and they're not ready to invest five figures into their coaching. They know they need some accountability, some support, encouragement, and some guidance to get to their next level of results. So I've brought on two coaches who I've known for years who have gone through a high-level coaching and training and certification program and who I'm now training by hand to coach just like I do. And it is a blast, y'all. However, getting to that point to pull the trigger and say, oh yeah, I'm ready to bring on some coaches wasn't easy. I had to use the help of one of my two coaches to get me over that hurdle. And that hurdle was really just fear, right? As it is for all with us. And that's what I'm saying. I am not any different than any of you. Every business owner has different fears hiding in plain sight that we have to get over. And you'll know them when you see them. There are things like perfectionism, right? I can't let somebody else do the coaching or whatever your product or service is because then it won't be as good. I can't guarantee that the client will get what they need. In real estate, this is a really common one that I've coached hundreds of people through. And the truth is, that's not the case. We can always train somebody to be even better than we are because we can compress the time it took to learn all of our lessons into six months or maybe two years instead of six years or 15 years or 20 years like some of my clients. Now, it's not just real estate where that's true, right? We see this in every industry, that there is a way to create a training program or a coaching program in this case to help somebody learn what they really must master to help the client even better than you. That perfectionism though can really creep up, right? No, it has to be me. It has to be perfect. And what a great way to self-sabotage our results, right? Maybe you're the type of person who doesn't want to expand your team or even start your team because you're afraid of failing. What happens if I bring these people on and it all falls apart? If I can't get enough business, if the money dries up, you know, look at the last year and a half, two years in the world. What if we have some kind of unforeseen event and I have to spend more money on that? How am I going to keep everybody on the payroll? And those fears shut you down. Some of you have the opposite fear. What if it all takes off and I get really successful and it works? Then what am I going to do? I have two clients in my one-on-one coaching right now who are dealing with this very specific fear that what am I going to do if I sell the company or if someone actually replaces me and I don't have anything to do in the business? That's a real thing. However, the fear is not real. The fear is just simply a way to shut you down. The ego's way of firing up and saying, you know what? You need to play small. We don't want to change here. Let's just keep doing what we're doing. So Whatever flavor you struggle with or you know somebody who struggles with, it all boils back down to the same thing. The fear we're experiencing and how we're thinking. Every time. Every time. Right? Market conditions are after the fact. Money in the business, after the fact. If you can clear out these fears and replace them with a sense of trust that you're going to be resourceful enough to figure this out, to make it work, 
to hire the right teammate who will weather a storm financially or otherwise with you. It'll be fine, right? It'll be fine. However, getting there isn't always easy. And so that's where I come back to my story. For years, I have almost exclusively offered one-on-one coaching with me. I didn't want to scale. I didn't want to bring on a big team or even a small team at the time. I loved the versatility of being able to, you know, take on clients when I wanted or say, no, my roster's full right now. You know, to sort of have that fluidity really felt good to me. It made me feel free. And over the last year, six months, I'll say, I've really leaned into, you know what, that's sort of me focused and that's not getting coaching into the hands of more people who need it. And this nagging feeling of I'm not having the impact that I want or I'm not helping enough people became incessant and it became something I just could not suppress anymore. And so I started looking at different ways where I could actually bring that help into the real world, right? Enter one of my two coaches who said, dude, you have this great pipeline of people who want to work with you and they're just not ready yet. Why don't you bring on two coaches to satisfy the need? to help those people get started. And I gave him all the typical BS that I just told you. Well, what if I bring them on and the leads dry up? What if I don't have enough to pay them, you know, to keep them busy and they leave and they go to somebody else and I've trained them and then I've just lost all that time? What if blah, 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 right? And because he's a great coach, he goes, okay, what if it works? (laughs) I love those coaching questions, the really simple ones that kick you in the gut and go, okay, that's possible too. So I started to go down this line of thought, what if it works? What if I find the right people? We have the same values. We have the same goals. We want to help people just as badly as each other. What if it all works out just fine? And I've worried and wasted this time for no reason. So I leaned into that and I'm not joking, you guys. The next day I had a conversation with someone who goes, you know what? I would love to do that. This works perfectly for where I am in business and I just want to help people. The day after that, I'm not making this up, the day after that, someone asked me for a referral for a coaching program and I said, actually, what are you looking for? Because this kind of sounds like what something new that I'm getting into myself. We get on the phone and boom, it's a perfect match for what they're looking for the assistant coaching thing that I'm talking about. So point is, potentially dozens of lives changed simply because my coach helped me get over my fear of what if it doesn't work, right? How many of you listening to this need someone to push you over the edge of that fear so you can finally get out of your own way and start making the impact that you're actually capable of, helping people, providing opportunity to your team, potentially changing their family trees and their family's lives by getting more opportunity. And maybe most importantly, by finally being the example of a great leader who gets out of their own way and makes it more about someone else rather than your own success. That's what I want you to step into for just a minute. What if it worked? What if those new people on your team had your back and had your clients' backs and made everything easier? What if they didn't expect it to be perfect and they were fine with some hiccups along the way, right? In other words, what would be possible for you and your business and the opportunity you create in the world if you were to just let this go a little bit? 
get over this fear and actually start to expand your influence by bringing on some help. Whatever that looks like. Contractors, finding a tool that you need. You know, you've heard me talk about leverage dozens of times on the podcast. The fact that leverage comes in the form of people, systems or processes, in other words, and tools. Something I learned from the Millionaire Real Estate Agent. If, if you've never read that book, I highly recommend it. No matter what business you're in, it's a business book, not just a real estate book. And leverage is an integral piece of building any business. So what would happen if you just got some leverage and made it simple? Things could take off. And I'll tell you, there is a double-edged sword at play here. There's another side to this getting leverage. And it's not always pretty. For instance, yeah, you are on the hook. You're responsible for helping these, <laughs> these people and this team grow. However, I'm going to encourage you that that discomfort is where some of your most important growth is hiding. Here's a perfect example. So I was coaching one of my one-on-one clients earlier this week, and when we boiled down what she wanted to focus on, she said, you know what? I just need to write content for two hours. I need to edit that content for about another two hours, and I need to hire a web designer to fix some things on my website. Those were her priorities according to her. And when I leaned in and challenged her, I said, are you really getting the leverage that you need here? You know, you have big goals. You want to get some of your time back in your life. Your business is soaking up a lot of it. You want to get this time back. Is this really going to get this time back? So we coached through that. And on the other side of that coaching, guess what? She completely changed her short-term goals (laughs) because fixing the website, writing the content, editing the content did not create any more leverage. Sure, it puts some marketing out in the world and that might produce some more dollars in the business or who knows, some goodwill in the community, but did it really give her the leverage she was looking for? And I said, what would be classic one thing question? Y'all have heard me say this a billion times on this podcast. What would be the one thing you could do that if you did it, everything else would be easier or totally unnecessary? And she goes, you know what? If I just hired an admin, full-time admin, I wouldn't even have to do this stuff. They could take care of this for me. Then I could close even more clients every month, have even more revenue to fund the team, invest in the team, invest in their welfare and their resources, and then I won't have to do it all myself and I'll have my time back. She completely realized this with one question. So I love that question so much, y'all. It really works. Now, on the other side of these realizations, there's a temptation which is to fall back into the old fears and go, well, I know that's what I need to do. Hire full-time admin, you know, close five more clients this month, those kinds of things. But I'm scared and I'd rather just go back and do the content, fix the website, edit the content, right? And do the safe things. So my whole point here is that there's always going to be some kind of fear or some kind of comfort on the other side of starting to scale your influence and your leadership and your opportunity in your business. That temptation does not go away. It just changes shapes. And I know this because I've coached people who have 10 or $50 million businesses and more money doesn't always solve the problem. It just changes what that fear looks like. What if I lose it all now that I've built it, right? For instance, So before I get off too far into the weeds, let me bring it back to the point. Client was confused and thought things they were focused on really mattered, realized those things did not actually matter, and now the rubber meets the road and doing the things that count, specifically the one thing that would make everything easier, bringing on a full-time administrator or assistant. 
So we coached through some of the classic fears right there. How am I going to train them? What if they leave after I've trained them? And on the other side of this, the cost of not bringing on the full-time help is worse than continuing to do this all alone. And that's when it's easy to make the decision and go, okay, it stops here. Let's go find some help. So let's say you're at that point. Let's say you know you need help. You know you're ready to scale your product, your service, your influence, your leadership, maybe all of it. You're ready to expand and you're just stuck and you're just scared. Let me tell you some of the things that really helped me get from this point, where, like we're talking about here, over that hurdle and into this is a must. I must bring on some help. Number one, getting very clear on my personal values and my business values and raising that standard so high that I won't let anybody into my business who doesn't have the same standards, the same values, right? Both personally and professionally. I'm looking at their background in life and their background in business. And I want to make sure it's a match with my values and what we're going for in this particular business. So for instance, in coaching, Great listening is one of my values there. If they are not a great listener, both personally and professionally, it's not going to work, period. So if I'm actually you know, taking that leap to go out and start looking for people, one of the first things I'm screening for is, do they match here? Do they match this value? Respect is another value that I will not compromise or negotiate on. If I get even a whiff that they're disrespectful in their personal life, in their business life, it's not a deal. It's a hell no. They're out. Next. (laughs) And all of these things help me, when I get really clear on my stuff, then it helps me protect that clarity and those high standards within the team. Now, I have a little bit of an ace up my sleeve here because I've done this before in real estate. My partner, Todd, you know, came on the podcast and talked about building a team and how we did this before. And that's where I learned the hard way, a lot of these lessons. So don't take this for granted that this isn't something I'm just guessing on. This is something I've, you know, gotten punched in the nose about several times and had to fire people over because I wasn't clear on this. So now I'm bringing that experience into the next round and using that to my advantage. And I would encourage you to do the same thing. You cannot use that experience if you never go out and get it. If you stay stuck, if you stay trapped in fear, you can never go out and actually fail forward use those lessons and keep failing forward. So let me bring up another point. Beyond values being in alignment, I also want to encourage you that we're going to create a sense of trust within this team that is so safe to say what they need to say that we don't have the typical problems that businesses have. Now, don't get me wrong. There will be hiccups. However, the coaches I'm working with know they can tell me anything. And therefore, I can tell them anything. So if their performance starts to slip, if I get bad feedback from a client, it's a two-way street. And that trust is not negotiable. Same here. If I get the sense in their personal life or professional life that they are not trustworthy, it's not a deal. All right. Now, what about bringing them on and they meet some of those core criteria? Then what? Accountability. What kind of coach would I be if I didn't believe in accountability, first of all? Now, for a lot of you who have never experienced a high level of accountability, this may seem intimidating. It may seem like, you know, you're micromanaging someone. But really great accountability doesn't have to look like micromanaging. It just means that we are crystal clear on the standards, the process, the outcomes for these clients. 
or the quality of the product, for instance. And if you don't hit that, as your leader, you're going to give me permission to come in and hold you more accountable until you hit the standard, right? So there's a million ways to slice this. My measure for accountability is simply, first and foremost, conversation. What was your goal? How's it going? What do you need? What's next? It looks that simple, honestly. Expectations. That's another huge component of when you bring somebody onto your team and being clear about what everybody wants. This is a two-way street, just like trust, just like accountability. Expectations mean I'm going to tell you what I expect from you, and then I need you to tell me what you expect from me as your leader, the person you know bringing you business, bringing you opportunity, and get very clear on those expectations. Next thing, clarity of process, meaning what is the process? I can't tell you how many businesses I've consulted with or coached in that they don't even have a customer service journey or customer service process or customer service model. Is it clear to the person you're bringing on how this works? Because if it's not, every point of contact with that client is a potential opening for something to go wrong. And you've probably heard me say this on previous podcasts, predictable input equals predictable output. If we don't give our team a predictable process to follow, how can we expect predictable output every time? So that's something I'm working on. And don't get me wrong, this is messy right now. This is all new. You know, we're building these systems and these processes I'm talking about from scratch. And we're going to have to experiment. So there's going to be times where, you know, a client didn't do this or the coach didn't do that and I go shit. That's because it wasn't in the process. Please add that to the process. My executive assistant jumps in there, adds it, and then therefore moving forward, those coaches, those clients after the fact don't have to have that same experience. So allow it to be messy. I'm kind of preaching to you here, but I think I'm also talking to myself as I you know, get messier in business, right? Allow it to be messy. One of my favorite phrases I've ever heard in business, lean into the chaos. I was just texting a past client before I hit record on this. And he said, man, you're not going to believe this. His business will do a hundred million dollars in, in business. And he's just thrilled. And he, and I said, dude, you got to lean down the mountain. Just like when you're skiing, lean into this chaos. <laughs> like, it's crazy and it's working. And because you've got the right team, because there's trust, accountability, expectations, you got a clear process, it'll keep working. Got to lean into it. Okay, a couple more. And then I'm going to wrap this up permission. You've heard me talk about this on a couple of the podcasts that one of the key components of great coaching is getting permission to say the thing that must be said. In other words, if somebody's performance sucks, you need to have enough trust between the two of you that you can say, hey, can I tell you something? Can I share something with you? Can I show you something I've noticed? Can I help you here? Would you let me coach you on this? Can I have a second to maybe help you out? Can I show you a better way? These are just a few of it, dozens of ways you can ask for permission to improve somebody's performance. But get that permission to communicate what you really need to. Okay, last one, maybe the most important, why I saved it for last, coaching and training them. How many of you, like if you were in a class with me, I'd be like, raise your hand if you've been brought onto a team or into a business and the training sucked and you felt like you got thrown into the deep end and you didn't know what was going on and therefore you didn't perform that great. Because nobody showed you what to do and you had to just figure it out. That is not fun. That is not a great experience for the person you're bringing on. So do a little bit of homework. And again, it doesn't have to be perfect. It can be messy. But do a little bit of homework to say, all right, here's what this looks like. 
Here's how I'm going to coach you, how I'm going to train you, how I'm going to give you resources to equip you to make this the best job you've ever had, the best opportunity you've ever had, etc. Those are just a handful of the ways I take my clients through bringing their influence into their team and supporting their team so that you can grow your impact, your bottom line, your customer service, and ultimately the opportunity you're bringing to your team as well. Guys, this is, it's the real deal. It's the opportunity to change lives, to change their family trees, to offer opportunity where someone's never been given opportunity or even hope when someone said, you know, you're never going to amount to anything. Business owners have that rare ability and that rare gift to bring that into the world. And if you're sitting on a great idea or if you're sitting in fear of scaling your team, my encouragement is to get with a coach right now. You know, you can always get us through the links in the podcast and the show notes. You can catch me on social media and just send me a message and say, I think I'm one of these people you're talking about. I need to get out of my own way. I need some help here. And let a great coach guide you over that fear, past that fear into a new level of results and happiness and productivity and impact. It's not make-believe. It's what we do for a living. And if you're there, I can't encourage you strongly enough to finally get the help you need. Get a coach. Okay, I'm going to step quietly off my soapbox now (laughs) and get back to work. So everyone, thanks for listening to the show. If you like this, share it with a friend. Make sure you are subscribed to the podcast. And if you're feeling frisky, you know, leave us a review. Let me know what you think of the episodes. You can always leave a five-star review on iTunes. And then, as I said, if you're struggling, go hire a coach. Okay, love y'all. I'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to this episode of Relentless Growth. If you're ready to start leading your life and business with a new level of passion, purpose, and relentless growth, go to goodmancoachinginc.com where you can join the email list and sign up for a coaching consultation right now.